This is the best era. Moxery, I'm coming for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone. Uh, we're trying to figure out who else we can close it against, but uh, we haven't figured it out yet. Uh, it can't be Yashihashi anymore. It might be Doki. We don't know. We feel like excluding someone, but uh, it turns out we're open for everyone. My name is Luke, and I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Uh, hi, Mr. Andy. How are you? Hello, Luke. I'm doing well. Um, I hear that we're being joined by your cat and even a few birds earlier. So, you know, the birds are chirping, uh, the, the sun is shining, and uh, we're talking about New Japan. Should be fun. Yes, it is. It, it, it is good, and it should be fun. That's a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're covering uh, the New Japan Strong final. Uh, the show has a new name next week, I think. Fighting Spirit Unleashed, they'll release the tour for it, but uh, t today we're covering the final of the New Japan Cup in America, and that's it. Uh, our next episode, we'll be back to the uh, well, the good stuff. Uh, well, I mean the great stuff. You know, yeah. Uh, we've got some big shows coming up, and there's ways that people can contact us if they, if they wish to. They can do it on our Twitter, which is at NeverOpenPod. Or they could do uh, something really mean and exclude one of us. <laughs> and they can uh, they can tweet out to you uh, at Drusifer Jones, or they can be like, "No, nah, he sucks." I'll just talk to Luke instead. I'm um, at Grumpy Two Eb, or you can tell us long form what you think of us. Uh, you know, in case the characters aren't enough on the Twitters, and you can email us at NeverOpenPod at uh, gmail.com so there's all the ways you can contact you us know, yes this is going to be a fun night because you're already you know i mean it's at jerusalem tweets is my twitter uh so oh, you know it, it's fine you know just make sure that folks actually get it corrected because you said something else but um but I, I appreciate that, Luke. I appreciate the plug. And, you know, it's a lot of fun to talk to people. We haven't had much chance recently to talk to people live during shows. Uh, and I kind of got withdrawal from that. I, I really will enjoy that part of the whole experience. Uh -huh. And I'm looking forward to that coming back this week. Oh, me too. Uh, not as many people watching The Strong, and that's fine. Or there are people watching The Strong and that they're a lot happier with what's happening than we are and that's fine and so uh rather than rain on their parade and just read uh, shout out to them you're wrong you're stupid um yeah i tweet less if i'm if i'm not having a mega huge awesome time so i guess we're letting the cat out of the bag of what we thought of uh, a certain show today but um yeah that's okay. We got we got fun stuff planned. I mean, that's the great thing about our show is that even when you know the wrestling isn't that great, um, that which is going to be very rare. But uh, even when it is, that we still have fun stuff planned. Uh, was there any news this week, Luke? I, um, I don't know if there's any at all. I mean, you probably you're usually better at that stuff than I am. Yeah, I uh, only got two bits of news this week. Uh, Gabriel Kidd has suffered a neck injury, and he'll miss, uh, miss all of next week's or this week's dates. So he won't be at uh, the late August shows, which, um, yeah, sucks for him. Uh, good for our eardrums, Mr. Andy, but uh, definitely sucks for him. Uh, that is not good. Hopefully it's not a major neck injury. I uh, didn't see much more details on that. Just said neck injury, he'll miss a few dates. That's about yeah, it. I thought I thought for a second it was a throat injury from just screaming so much, but it turns out it's actually a neck injury, so not funny. No. And the other bit of news that uh, everyone probably not you you know New Japan Strong. This is Monday morning for me. New Japan Strong was on what Saturday lunchtime for me. So this is a the the la latest turnaround we've ever had, uh, just because you know we're busy, but um. I forgot my point, and I will tell you the next bit of news, <laughs> which will be that English commentary will be live 
with the Jingu Stadium show. Oh, that's what I was going to say. We've had a couple of days in between, like when we watched New Japan Strong to today, and I was like, "All right, motherfuckers, load me up on that news." You know, you're not going to catch me out this time. This time we've <laughs> given, given it a bit of time. Bring that news on up, 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 up on me. And it, no, no, no extra news. So just um, poor Gabriel Kidd and also live English commentary. Uh, it's obviously going to be like via satellite or whatever the fuck. Because uh, I doubt Kevin's leaving the country and all that. But uh, apparently it's Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton. Not sure how that's going to work. Will there be a mini delay or anything like that? But uh, I'll take it. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm interested to hear, you know, like you said, the logistics of how they actually do that. There is kind of like this little Chris Charlton has like his own show now on New Japan World 2. It's just kind of like a little sit down. He's like sitting there with his computer and there's and he'll interview Kevin Kelly or other wrestlers and show like, you know, stuff they said. And, and it's just kind of like a little talky talk show. Uh, I think yeah. it was only like 10, 10 minutes long. But there, there's a lot of those really cool little kind of things like that that are free on New Japan World. New Japan Strong does not finish until you finish strong, which I think is the tagline there. Look, there is one other bit of news, and it's just a bit of fun. I know we didn't quite go into it heavily in um, the rundown or anything like that, but I know that it can be quite rude to ask certain questions of people, but I'm going to ask you a very rude question, Andy, to prepare okay. yourself. I'm ready. The question is this. Who did you vote for? <clears throat> Who did I vote for? Oh, um, well. Please tell yeah, me. That- All right. You've done the Kapow votes, right? Yeah, that's very personal, wow. as you said, you know. Um, <laughs> and so I, I'm trying to remember, um, you know, because I kind of did it. I didn't think that much about it. I used my gut as, you know, and I think you should vote from your gut uh, sometimes. And I, I don't really think I educated myself on the issues that much. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, so I kind of I kind of winged it a little bit. But I, I know that I, I had to vote against Mr. Brett this week because – I really don't want to see uh, what what his match was. No finishers, wasn't it? Or was it all finishers or something? I don't want to see an all finishers match. I think that's a stupid. Um, it's just a small match, isn't it? Yeah. So that was dumb. Uh, like some a of the match, match? match? <laughs> Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> you know, but uh, that's the stipulation. There, there. Someone's gonna win. That's the stipulation. But um, <laughs> the the one that was interesting to me that I thought was kind of fun was uh, Toru Yano uh, versus Bushi. Bushi yes. wanted a, a five count, I believe, and Toru Yano wants a two count, which is pretty fun. That's fun stuff because either yeah. way, that'll the make Bushi the match wants a different. Five count on the outside, is that right? It's, it's that pretty, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he, instead of what the twenty count, he wants a count of five. And Toriyanu, instead of a three count, he wants a two count. Uh, that was my favorite match to vote for, I have to admit. What did you vote, Luke? Uh, I want to see a two count match. But if it's if it goes the other way and it goes to a five count on the outside match, like I'm happy with that too. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, I voted against Okada too because, no, he needs, you know, you don't want to vote for Okada. Look, I know, I know Gato. Jado and Yujiro uh, a little junky, but that doesn't mean I want to see him chumped out in a one versus three handicap match. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, so yeah, I went I went for a lumberjack match with belts. Now we're going to talk more uh, later on. We have the uh, section where we preview shows, and we're of course talking about the upcoming Kapow uh, tournaments uh, that's going to happen. And we'll talk more about that in detail later on. But it was fun to vote, and I like that New Japan is allowing the fans to kind of have a say to some extent. Although you know it's not really that different. It's just kind of fun. What do you think of that, Luke? Yeah, I got a pretty big kick out of it. Uh, I'm really glad that Toriano is in this because it adds an extra element. There is four matches, but there was only three matches to vote for because Show and Sonata both wanted the same thing. <laughs> Sonata's they like, it. Well, I, Sonata's like I want a submission match, and Show's like, I want to give up match. 
give like, up only match yes <laughs> give up only match i'm like wait a minute that's a submit that's a submission match yeah. okay so i guess if they both want the same thing it cancels it out and that's the match they have that's fine that's fine that's like if uh you know i don't know if if shingo and um and suzuki were in this thing and they said we want to punch each other in the face until we can't breathe anymore match and they'd both be like yeah we both want that of course so it'd be like that yeah <laughs> so uh, i did def definitely wanted to bring up the just the votes there I think the votes are closed now. They closed yesterday. It's the 24th today. Yep, yep. It closed yesterday. So if you haven't voted, well, tough tits. Too late. Uh, yep. It's it's uh, it, it's all, all done. So I think there'll be more opportunity. Like, will there be an opportunity to vote again for second round matches? I don't know. We'll find Probably. out. Probably. Yeah, probably. I'm sure the, you know, whatever happens in these next couple shows is going to determine what happens in the shows after, obviously. But I think we'll have some fun little storytelling on what the next stipulations may be that happen during the matches uh, as they happen. You know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This is a different kind of type of storytelling than we usually get from New Japan. And I'm sure they'll do fine. So just for the record, I voted for Pimp Juice. Um, I did vote for Kojima just because I'd like to see him Larry at the shit out of uh, uh, El Despi. And then I did two counts. So there you go. There's uh, there's my votes. I know it's, it's, it's something really personal to uh, to go into. But <laughs> I think I, I wonder how you were when I mentioned that. I'm going to ask you a really tough personal question and you're just sitting there going, we're recording, dude. What is this? Yeah, uh, but no, it's just. Uh, I, I'm I'm ready. For, I love stuff like that. I so I love stuff like that. I'm ready to improvise at any time, Luke. So you throw me something, I'm not gonna go. No, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm gonna say yes and, or I'm gonna say no, but one or the other. As long as like in every improv, you're not like uh, an FBI agent or something. <laughs> like uh, that dude from the office, uh, Michael Scott. So there you go, ten, 10 episodes, and we've referenced the office. It's about time. There we are. There we are. So, all right, uh, we've done the news. Uh, I'm doing all right so far. The next is, ah, we'll, we'll let you introduce the uh, the next segment now, Mr. Andy. It seems to be your baby. And oh, I don't know who's okay. reading this. Well, we're both going to. So, um, right. you know, I was going through some old notes in my phone. I have like thousands of notes in my phone as we all do. And I was going back through and I found that I had uh, come across the uh, lyrics to Tai Chi's theme song, which as we all know is the greatest song ever written, sung by the greatest singer that's ever lived. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I thought I saw it, I read them, I started crying, I fell to my knees, um, you know, and I prayed to the Lord Almighty, Tai Chi, uh, you know, and asked for permission to read these as a dramatic reading. Now, there are several stanzas. It's like a poem, you know, and I think what we ought to do is that each of us should read a stanza. So I'll read the first, you know, two sentences or the first sentence it's broken up and then you'll read the next and then I'll read the next after that and so on until we get to the end. What do you think? Yep. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I think this is a better idea than uh, my I mean, I was just going to go, hey, the next Ace uh, interview came out. And I think that was the goer for a couple of days. And then you were like, hey, what about these lyrics? <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> hey, we got we got to have Backwoods um, uh, Tanahashi, you know, Outback Tanahashi has to return, though, at some point, because he's pretty fucking awesome. So. <laughs> Outback Tana and Southern Lata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're hanging out you know they hang out all the time those two. Oh yeah so uh, all right well then luke uh you know i guess i'll start uh, this is the the triumphant return of course of the never open podcast dramatic reading the lyrics to tai chi's theme song just after midnight the hands of the clock tear a silent love apart Heralding the end, the sound of the bells now melts into the gentle breeze. The brilliant white veil flutters, 
reaching out your hand and daze and grief in my arms. It said doze, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Dreams shine fleetingly with a light called hope and disappear into despair. Just after midnight, the hands of the clock tear a silent love apart. Herald in the end, the sound of the bells now melts into the gentle breeze. The tears of memory flow endlessly with this clear white love gross. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. hey, it's the best song ever written by the best singer ever written. <laughs> It's got to have a calm joke in it, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's been there this whole time, and I didn't know it until now. Oh, fucking hell, we're mature. All right. Even if I fall into the darkness of despair now, I'll hold on to the shining hope for the future. And hope this place never disappears. Just after midnight, the hands of the clock tear a silent love apart. Heralding the end, the sound of the bells now melt into the gentle breeze. Now I pray I won't awaken from your spell. And scene. Wow. Wow. That, that um, yeah, those aren't the lyric. That's not what I thought it would be. I mean, it kind of sounds like a Christmas song, you know, because it's got the sleigh bells and stuff going on. It's got the, like, descending major scale kind of thing. It sounds like Joy to the World or some shit. But uh, Santa Claus happened having fun with Mrs. Claus. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, what does it say? It says, with this clear white love flow. Wait, tears of memory flow endlessly with this clear white love. That is fucking gross, Tai Chi. So Come what on. is he is he crying about a memory that like never mind, I don't want to go too deep into that. That's dirty. <laughs> it is dirty. But Luke, you know who isn't dirty? Who is, you know, the modicum of wholesomeness on Twitter? It's Kojima. And Kojima was he's back and he was back this week with with a tweet in English. In so he popcorn. actually yes, he actually uh tweeted in English and this is for you and I that, that he did this. And uh so Kojima's tweet this week says, "Hello. How are you foreign wrestling fans? I am fine. Thank you. Sorry for always being in Japanese. I am Japanese." But I will translate it into English because I love wrestling fans. He just gets more cool and adorable every week. Uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was, yep. Yeah, I saw that one in English, and uh, so this is this was one I actually saw, and it, and you know usually I don't check the the translate button because I, I figure you know you've got your you've got the you've got this handled you'll you'll find the the perfect tweet whereas this week it was like all english i was like oh that's that's really nice of him thanks thanks mr bread by the way tanahashi made a comment on twitter about bread and i i did i did uh i did say to him uh welcome to bread club he didn't reply what he probably heard my southern accent my australian accent (laughs) my exaggerated down under accent for for him and he was just like yeah no nah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome all right so let's get down to it it's uh, episode what three of new japan strong and i'm going to cough so i'll press the mute button no one needs to hear that they can hear a little uh, quiet instead in fact you could say that that quiet would be like uh uh, you know, the, the sound of the bells melting into the gentle <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> It's just like that. It's just yeah. like that. All right, so we got New Japan Strong, episode three, and Kozlov annoys me a lot. I write down things that he's said, but I will mention one of the things that he says. 
because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, I don't know when to mention that. I don't know if I've got it in my notes or not. But uh, I think you know what I mean. But we'll do the first match first, and then, uh, then I'll mention it. But we've got uh, Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero versus the DKC and Dammy, uh, Danny Limelight. Uh, and so, uh, you know, these, these uh, New Japan Strong shows, they're filmed in Los Angeles. And I don't know much about America, but I do know Los Angeles is usually warm all year round. And here comes Danny Limelight with the puffiest jacket you've ever seen. So, okay, that's that's a wardrobe choice. <laughs> but it's a, it's a solid opener, I guess. Kozlov annoys me, though. Uh, you've got Rocky blowing kisses in between forever clotheslines and stuff. Uh, you've got the DKC. Yell, he yells out, Karate! Then does a lariat, which uh, made me chuckle. <laughs> and then you got a Diablo armbar, and uh, Rocky Romero taps out the DKC. There you go. What do you What do you think of this one, Andy? I don't. I don't have anything to say about this. It's fine. Rocky Romero is a really good wrestler. Eh, that's all I have for you. All right. So the next match we have is Jay White and Chase Owens versus Brody King and Flip Gordon. Or should I say Flip Reigns? Because he's got that kind of uh, Reigns Rollins beard. You know, that kind of beard Tamatonga had. Um, and he's got his kind of hair tied in a way that I've seen Romans ha- Roman have it, maybe. I don't know. I didn't recognize him at mercenary all. Mercenary like vest he, on? Yeah, yeah, when he came out, I was like, who is this guy? And then they said Flip Gordon. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I guess he's a former army dude or something like that. I'm sure I'm being offensive he's, by saying not knowing the specific branch of the military he was in. Oh, well, he wasn't in my military, so it's all good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's almost unrecognizable. I've never seen him as this mercenary character before. The one thing I wanted to bring up is, yay, Switchblade is back. Yeah. I have missed, <clears throat> I've missed him, and it doesn't look like to me that he's had 100 days off. Uh, plus, uh, he seemed to be still pretty crisp in the ring, still, uh, still really good. So that's fine. I liked this tag match, but I was kind of confused about the finish. All right, we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, look, <clears throat> I love the look on Jay White's face when he comes out to the ring and he goes to the corner to pose and stuff. He doesn't look too happy to be coming back to nothing uh, because yep. it probably fits his character that this would be beneath him. Uh, so... Uh, Kind of is. No offense to everyone on New Japan Strong, but, uh, you know, he's got bigger fish to fry than uh, worrying about all this uh, LA Dojo jazz. So, look, there's this awesome move by Brody where he's he's got the other guy's arm trapped, a la Okada, and then just this brutal standing lariat. Looks awesome. Brody, man, look, if they manage to smuggle Mr. Switchblade... Maybe a fish to fry than uh, worrying about all this uh, over the two because uh, he's really good. I really like him. There's some kind of pile driver move and Brody pins Chase Owens, which leaves me scratching my head because it's Jay White's return. And I don't know, some of the booking in this um, American show has been a bit weird to me. You know, like a young lion winning two matches, shit like that. But uh, Jay tries to run in and do a Blade Runner, sneaky Blade Runner on Flip, uh, which gets thwarted. And then uh, Hikaleo makes his return and beats the shit out of Brody King, which makes me think they're not setting up a Switchblade Brody feud or anything like that. Doesn't feel like they're setting up anything for Switchblade. Oh. Feels like to me, this is going to be a big man match Hikaleo versus Brody King. Uh, at least that's my hope and dream. You know, I've kind of got my hopes up a little bit. You know why. And I'll go into that during the final match because this is when I notice something as well. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed this 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 match. Um, actually, it might be the best of the three matches on the card for me. 
Uh, it's probably because I'm happy to see Switchblade, but the the finish was a bit weird in my brain. But if it and you could have had the exact same ending with Hikaleo coming out, but with you know Jay stealing a sneaky win by doing a quick douchebag move or something. But no, nah, Chase eats the pin like you he, he always does, and there you go. What do you think? Well, it was fine, but um, like you said, it's kind of disappointing that there's nothing for um, Jay White here. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy. Why? Like he's the one I want to. I want to see. He's the one I want to know the most about. And he's the. I mean, he's the guy. Him and Kenta. Those are kind of the guys. And so it's just one of those things where I'm just kind of disappointed that he doesn't have anything going on um, in this kind of proved it i guess you know what i mean so i don't know that's just kind of disappointing to me but it was a it was fine you know all these guys are real good and it was interesting to see hikaleo return who is of course uh the third brother of the um you know god guys he's part of the fire they were called the firing squad there for a while basically yeah. the tongan version of bullet club uh he's brothers with tama tonga and uh and Camacho or whatever his name is. Tongaloa. Yeah, Tongaloa. So uh, so it's interesting to see him come back. You're right, Brody King is awesome, and it'd be great to see him in the G1. I don't know that that's going to happen, but that would be awesome. It would be incredible. So before we go into the third match, which is David Finley versus Kenta, there's a bit of talk. You know, they, they watch a couple of video. We all watch a couple of video packages and all that kind of shit. And we see some highlights of... Uh, Kenta's journey in the tournament, and we see the finish that he did against Cobb, you know, the the, the punch to the, or the kick to the, the groin. And <clears throat> Kozlov is trying to figure out another way to say balls. Uh, now, balls isn't a particularly bad word to use. You can just say, kicked him in the balls. Easy. Done. It is, it's a common <laughs> word used to describe them. Uh, there are other common words you can use to describe them. Nuts, cojones, jewels, whatever you want. There's so many different names you can call them. He was just like, Kenta kicked him in the uh, uh, life makers. Life. I'm like, what? Life makers. Did he just, yeah. he just referred to like balls as like life makers? What? Kevin Kelly was like, what? He did the same thing. He's like, wait, you're trying to think of either you're trying to, you've brain farted and you can't think of the word balls or you think balls is not a good word to say and you're trying to think of a different word and you've got life makers. Just say downstairs, you know, kicked him downstairs. Yeah. We all know what that means. Like there's so many, like that's not even, that's, that's about as uncrass a way of saying you kicked him in the nutsack as you can get. The life makers just made me howl with laughter. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <clears throat> and yeah, he is not a good commentator. Uh, it was during this match too, by the way, David Finley versus Kenta, uh, that Jay White tweeted again, just eight twenty nine, and that means he is getting my hopes up like an asshole. Uh, and uh, he should maybe not do that, or maybe he just can't contain his excitement, or maybe, I don't know. But, look, I'm just going to believe that he's not going to be in Japan this week, and when he doesn't turn up, I won't be disappointed. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, that's that's actually a best way to do it for your own mental health. You see, Luke, I live in the city of Cincinnati in America in Ohio, and uh, we have sports teams here that are so bad. They're legendarily bad that every year what I do is that I want to root for them. I want them to win, but I expect nothing. And then that way, if they lose, it's no big deal. But if they win, it's a, it's a fun surprise. So if you don't expect uh, Jay White to be there, then if he is there, it'll be a fun surprise. And if he's not, you'll be like, oh, of course he wasn't going to be there, you know? Dude, if if it turns out that uh, Switchblade does end up coming to Japan, 
then uh, all I can say about it that that is the tears of memory flow endlessly with this clear white love. <laughs> and awesome. I, uh, all right, so let's go. <laughs> let's go back to this match. Look, it's solid. Uh, I think David Finley is busting his ass, and I think Kenta is there. I don't think he's bad, but I think he's kind of thinking what Jay White must be thinking. Yeah. Like, this is small potatoes and uh, all that kind of stuff. Small potatoes in front of nobody. But uh, David Finley is in a position that he's not normally in. So he's he's fucking going for it. He's, he's, he's fantastic. And Kenta is Kenta. It's fine. There's some decent counters and suplexes and stuff, but, you know, um, and of course, the punch to the dick and all that kind of stuff. Oh, sorry, the life makers kick <laughs> to the groin. Sorry, and uh, go to sleep. And Kenta, of course, wins. Kenta cuts a promo, and he's like, "I'm coming for you, John Moxley." And yeah, I, we. I, I quickly message you, and I'm like, "Moxley's not there, is he? Like, is he there? No, no. he's probably not there." And then, um, and then I quickly meant me- messaged you, and I was like. It's going to be Cobb again because it wasn't a proper finish. He punched him in the nuts. And sure enough, Cobb comes out and chases uh, Kenta away. And Kenta slinks off to the back, waving at him like a douchebag. And there is your show. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Kenta wins the uh, New Japan Cup in the USA, of course. So he wins the trophy and he wins and a future opportunity for the United States title, which uh, I don't know what future opportunity means. I don't think they can announce a date yet. I don't know if they can um, or any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, like LA is on a, the opposite end of the country to Florida, am I right? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. It's very far away. It's like 3,000 miles away from Florida. So um, he's just he's closer to Japan. He might be just as close to Japan as he is Florida, but oh, you know you. it's okay. it's I don't, I don't know my geography that well. But uh, but David Finley truly shined in this match. Yeah, um, it, it, it's clear that Kenta doesn't really care what's going on here. I mean, this match was very boring again, um, and uh, I don't. You know, you you tweeted or texted me. You're like, yeah, it's Jeff Cobb's going to run out. And I'm like, oh, you're right. It is going to be Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb comes out right on cue. And I just lost interest in this. Even though I've barely had any interest, I lost all the interest that I had. And I don't know, Luke, When with New Japan returning this week, I, it may be your job to watch uh, to watch New Japan uh, fighting unleashed or whatever the fuck it's called. Cause I just can't get into this stuff. It's, I've, it's really bad in my opinion. That's all right. I'll, um, I don't mind. I'll, I'll continue to, to watch it. It's, um, it's an easy hour, uh, but it, I'll tell you what, those weeks where it was just like a recorded commentary and it was just, uh, Kevin, Chris and Gino. Fine. Uh, they they make me engaged in in a a product that might not be as good as New Japan proper, but they they at least keep me engaged because I like their banter back and forth. I don't like Kozlov in the commentary spot. Uh, that's I've said that ad nauseum. Uh, t- today he was hilarious and bad. Uh, life makers, everyone, life makers. So <clears throat> if they're coming back for a new show next week. Oh, well, I guess it's the same show. They just rename it, I guess, with the time. So I don't know. But if they, they're doing another show, another set of shows, I'm hoping, please, I don't need my commentators to be in the building commentating live in this setting. It's, it's fine. Just have just have Gino or Chris. like, Or Rocky himself. If Rocky's not on a like, – I know Rocky's had a match every week, but if Rocky's not having a match that week – which yeah, is probably doubtful because you probably he's, want to put him on. Put he's him great on commentary. on commentary. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and something we haven't talked about here is poor Kevin Kelly and the like journey he's gone on as a commentator for New Japan, and how every year 
they and sometimes twice or three times a year they switch out his partner. So it, what sucks about you know with Kevin Kelly is every time he starts to get um, you know traction with someone and we start to like them as the co-commentator with him, they disappear or they move on to something else. You know, and and it's always a shame because we've gotten so many different great versions of that commentary team and then they just disappear or something changes or there's a world pandemic or whatever you know and it's always something that happens and it's unfortunate because he deserves to have a steady commentary partner yes he does uh and i think the most stable team teams that he's had so far are either him chris and rocky or him chris and gino uh i think I think they're they're the best combinations so far. Uh, you know, and and when I say that, like I like it more when it's mostly Kevin and say Gino or Rocky talking, and then every now and again, Chris will come in and hit us with the facts or the stats and shit. So you know, really good combo of commentary, and I quite like it. So, and even though I don't think it's going to be no, there's going to be either no Gino or Rocky on commentary this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm quite happy to have uh chris and kevin so yeah that's a that's a good bonus uh i i know that kevin's been doing delayed commentary for all the new japan shows we've been covering but um i think you're like me we we just want to watch it when it's when it's airing if we can rather than uh wait a couple of days and then you know because we want to use the twitters and shit and we can't really jump on if we fucking already know what's happening but uh, yeah all right so that was the show (laughs) yep that was the show that we're covering this week next week i will probably just do a quick rundown of what happens on the show if and if anything major happens i'll probably just message you previously if you, you just check this bit out whatever but uh, you probably won't get a message like that. So there you go. I can probably cover it pretty quick. Like, and I just want to say we both like – I think I think I speak for both of us. We both like Jeff Cobb. It's no, no offense to him, but, um, you know, it just it's, – It's the atmosphere. It sucks. And it's even when you have guys like Kenta and Jeff Cobb and all these great wrestlers, the atmosphere is still – like it brings it down. So I, I don't care who they have on. It's not going to be something I'm going to be super interested in unless it, it changes is, yeah. and maybe it will. So I don't know, but, uh, but Luke, we got all kinds of, uh, uh you know, previews to do here. Cause our, our yes. next big, uh, new Japan show is another summer struggle show. Um, I remember it was about a month ago. I was looking at the calendar going, my God, what the hell are these summer struggle shows? And now, now we know it's all leading oh, up yeah. to uh, to uh, the Jingu Stadium uh, show. But this one has a couple tag matches, and then it has all these um, all these kapow. different uh, yeah kapow matches. Thank you. You want to run these down, or you want me to run them down? What do you think? We don't need. To, do we need to run down all the tag matches and shit that we got? Or no, I guess just... not. I guess right, not. So... So the tag matches that we're getting, they're either filled with um, Young Lions and stuff, you know, or their preview tags for the Jingu Stadium match. Uh, I do hope in a couple of these matches that maybe uh, the new uh, trios champions, sorry, the six-man never champions will get maybe someone coming up to them and going, Yoshihashi's on your team, we're taking those belts, or something like that. You know, yeah. Because some arsehole will just be like, let's make his reign a short one, you know? I can I can see that being part of the story. I think they're well, going to... Well, will they make that sound, though, too? Will they make that sound effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, we, we don't need to delve too deeply, I guess, into the preview matches and stuff, but I will go straight to... Oh, wow, there's quite a few on the first night. We've got some Kapow matches. It's... Got all four of them, yeah. Yeah. So we've got uh, Satoshi Kojima versus El Desperado. Uh, I think El Desperado is going to win that uh, with the no finishes stipulation. So right now, right now, uh, Desperado is is leading the pack by sixty six percent of the vote on Twitter for that one. Look, dude, that makes sense. Um, no offense, Mister Bread, but a finish only match is like. 
a normal match because everyone wants to finish with a. F- yeah. yeah All right. Moving on. Uh, uh, our next match could threaten to be the most fun, awesome match of the card. We've got uh, Toriano versus Bushi. If it's Toriano's pick, it's a two-count pinfall. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's uh, if or if Bushi wins the vote, it's five. It's a five-count ring-out match. I like both stipulations. Yeah. Uh, right Bushi, now, right now, Yano's in the yeah. lead by fifty-nine percent. Right now. All right. Well, they're both really cool stipulations, so uh, I can see that being a little little closer than uh, than the previous one. All right. The next match we got is Show versus Sonata, and Show wanted a give up only match, and Sonata <laughs> submission match. So, okay. Well, hey, at least Show didn't say life makers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the percentage is in that because there is none. Uh, they pick the same thing. It cancels each other out and we get... Uh, I didn't think we'd get... I thought it was just a nice little treat to get Show versus Sonata once uh, because, you know, we're mixing juniors with heavies for now because of the uh, depleted roster. So to get it again, because I quite liked it in the New Japan Cup, uh, to get this match again, yes, please. I'm quite happy with that. So, yeah, and then we've got our main event, which is either a one-on-three handicap match or a lumberjack match. I might read it the way they wrote it. I want to say it the way Yujiro mentioned it, which is a lumberjack match with belts. (laughs) Uh, But But it says lumberjack. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. L- Lumberjack with leather belt deathmatch. There you go. Yeah, and he is leading by 54% with the uh, deathmatch belt stipulation. Yeah, um, I think, yeah. All right, that's obviously a match that's going to happen. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> we won't get too many more of these kinds of... Look, I'm just ready for the Yujiro Okada saga to end, at least for now, because I might bring it they might bring it up in the future, but I'm just happy for it to end for now. So yeah, that's what, night one? Yeah, you know, and that's yep. on Wednesday, the twenty sixth of August. And then we've got uh my birthday, Thursday the twenty seventh. What time do we start? Seven thirty for me. All right, cool. And yeah, <clears throat> we've got our usual thing here. But I do want to mention a preview match, which I think might be pretty fun, and it's the six-man never champs, Yoshihashi, Ishii and Gojo versus Kojima, Nagata, and Honma. Mm-hmm. I think that's my phone that I did not yeah. put on silent. Oh, oh boy. Apologize. Oh, my God. You're all about making crazy noises. Before we started, that whatever that there was birds outside the door, and you shut the window, and the window shutting sounded like you were shutting the gate to hell or something like that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, they are death birds, but uh, yeah. So that that should be a fun t- preview match. Um, but uh, actually, I think night two, by the looks of things, is all preview tags. So yes, yeah, yeah. it's it's more like a house show type deal, you know. With your main event, you got Takahashi and Naito versus Ishimori and Evil. Probably with Dick Togo, I'm sure, and that'll be fun. You know, yeah. it'll be similar to what we've been seeing, but that's all. You know, just, uh, you know, setting up the big show, which is on the 29th, which is the Jingo Stadium show, which has oh, yeah. all of our fun singles matches, our uh, our kapow four-way uh, crazy match. And, and this is kind of the show we're all looking forward to. This is the big thing that at least I am anyway. And it comes on at four in the morning, my time on Saturday morning. So uh, that's going to be fun. Luckily, wow. I am off that day, so I will be I'll be up and watching it. Well, it's a 6 p.m. start for me. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but yes, yeah. uh, that uh, this is the Jingu Stadium match, match uh, Jingu Stadium night and uh, which is on the 29th, as you said. We've got Master Wato versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Tenzan might come out for Wato. To be in his corner, and don't be surprised if someone comes out with uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru too, because uh, he's a cheating piece of shit. So Tenzin, hey, I mean that with great respect. I like me some Kanemaru. He's a, 
He is a really good bastard. Uh, so, you know, and he's in Suzuki Gun, so they're all pieces of shit. So <laughs> it's true. That's the yeah, characters. You're right. So we've got a four-way final match. I guess everyone who won their first round match in the Kapows are now having a four-way match against each other. So I guess that'll be interesting. So uh, we have obviously no idea who's going to be in those matches. Uh, I can safely assume that one of those men will be Okada and then uh, the other three. We'll, uh, wow. we'll see there. I want to see Yano in a multi-person match like that. I've never seen Yano in a triple threat or a four-way match. I just imagine the shenanigans when it, when he's in a no-DQ situation. I would be really happy with that. I'm actually struggling to think of a four-way match I've seen in New Japan. I, I know it's... Ha- well, There's there's been four-way tag matches for the junior ah, title several times. And there I mean, has like been... A fatal there, four-way kind of deal. There has been them, and if you pay attention, there's this cool little video that they show before almost every show where they go over all these kinds of crazy match stipulations that can occur, Mm -hmm. and they show a triple threat. The triple threat is like Omega, Ibushi, and Cody, and then like they show a a four-way, and I can't remember which one it is, but they do show a four-way single-style match. So that has happened in New Japan, just not very often. And triple threats are pretty rare as well. It, so, it, they sh- they should be, you know. It, it's yeah. lazy. It's lazy booking, and it's something that Western companies lean on because they got too much talent, or no one's over. So they gotta, you know, have three people in the match because we can't have two, you know. It's, and then, and then you know when you watch, and then you know when you watch the three way match, it's the guy or gal who's the least over. He's either jobbing. He's jobbing in that match. So yeah, and you and you're just like, oh well, yeah, that's that's great. All right, moving on. So we've got uh, my most anticipated match of the weekend. It'll be no surprise to anyone when I say it's Shingo Takagi versus Minaro Suzuki. Shingo's looking to equal the record for most title defenses. So the current record of defenses for the Never Openweight title is four. Three men hold that record. Uh, one of them is uh, the first champion, Masato Tanaka. One of them is Tomohiro Ishii. You can also say, when you combine all the different reigns, Ishii is the Okada of the Never Openweight division because he's, he's held that for more days than anyone. But only three men have made it to f- uh, successfully to four defenses, and that's Tanaka, Ishii, and Minaro Suzuki. So Shingo... He's looking to equal fourth his fourth defense, and I think he's got his toughest challenger yet, which is uh, yay Suzuki. <laughs> um, I don't, I won't be mad if Suzuki wins because that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm going. I want to. I want to see a record smashing by Shingo Takagi. I don't want him to just do four four defenses. I want him to do the impossible and make it to five. Yeah, it's, that'd be yeah. fun. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, what should be an absolute banger here between Hiromu Takahashi and Taiji Ishimori, uh, which is a bit of a grudge match. Uh, <clears throat> Takahashi obviously didn't get his revenge fully on Evil, but, you know, he can hopefully beat the shit out of Ishimori. However, if Ishimori comes away with it, I'm not too disappointed either because it'll give something for Hiromi to do to chase, but uh, he, as a big baby face right now, it might be a good idea for him to chase for a while, but I'm happy to keep the belt on him too. Yeah, he needs to win this because it's his second defense, and so you know he needs to start build his legendary defenses as well. We'll talk more about times he's had the uh, uh, junior title in our matches of the week and stuff like that. But I think Takahashi's been kind of a start-stop guy just a little bit because of injuries, you know, yeah. and because of other other wrestlers that have kind of. Uh, you know, taking precedence over him in some cases. So now's his time. So he's got to win this. Yeah. And we've got, uh, also we've got the Golden Ace, which is Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi having their long-awaited rematch against the dangerous techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. I don't mind who wins this match. Uh, I hope 
if for Suzuki Goon's sake, that all the damage on Tanahashi's legs have not been uh, fully healed in the last two weeks, but you never know. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Then after this match is finished, I'm looking forward to all four men uh, wrestling other people because they've been yes, going at it for yeah. a while now. So whoever wins this match, uh, let's see a feud with uh, another team. That'd be great. It's and then, definitely, of course, definitely blow off time for them. Yeah, and you and you, of course, <laughs> your cat uh, hates course, the techers. My... Yeah, that's right. I'm a Tanahashi cat. <laughs> Aren't we all? Hang on a sec. Um, I'm gonna call out Charity. Could you please feed the cat? Then there you go. There's the first <laughs> appearance of Charity on the Never Open podcast. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> and that, uh, I guess, brings us to our last match, uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Evil. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm looking forward to this one. I don't know. I don't know who's winning. I have no idea. They've done what they've needed to do with Evil, which is establish uh, an evil, for lack of a better term, evil heavy hitter, you know, a big, big, dangerous heel. And I think they've succeeded with that. So whether or not they want to, it's just like, will they do a switchblade where he's won the title and all right, he's now established. He's a made guy. He's got, he's had an IWGP heavyweight title run short, but you can always say he's had one or will they, uh, will they keep the belt on him? I have no idea. Either way, uh, I'll be interested to find out. I think Dick Togo will probably come out with evil and either red shoes will allow it or tell Dick Togo to fuck off. So, I don't know. I have. I can't call this one at all. You never know with the IWGP heavyweight title on the line. You never know. I don't have a prediction, but here's something that would be cool if it happened: is if Naito does win, he wins by cheating by adding a new member to Lij that we don't know who it is. It's like some someone returning wrestler, someone out of nowhere comes in to help him. That would be awesome. Um, you know, yeah. but he, he doesn't necessarily want the help, but it's help that he has to take because he's over, he's outmatched or whatever. And so, uh, you know, that'd be pretty cool. However, I don't see it going that way. I have a feeling evil's just going to win. Um, and they're going to try to put on a really high quality match this time is what I would think. I think, uh, I think that's definitely what you need to do. Um, cause switchblade had a definitive win against Tanahashi when he ran the belt. So I think you also need to have evil. All right, he won the title by cheating means, but it'll be a good time to shut people up and go. Oh, he didn't even. It didn't even kick him in the in the life makers. So <laughs> life makers for life now, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know when you get kicked in the life my uh, life makers, it, it heralds the end. The end. Um, of the sound of the bells, and that melts into the gentle breeze. Just sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> so there's there's those shows. There's lots of stuff to look forward to. Uh, I think the first night, the 26th, and the third night will probably end up being the best ones. I expect something to happen on night two because it's my birthday. God damn it! So they better do something cool. Uh, look, I'd be happy if it were, if the only cool thing they did was just, all right, six man guys, uh, here's your new challenges, and there you have it, and you know, just something like that, just to keep me on my toes on the on, on my birthday because uh, I'll be drinking alcohol that night, Andy. Do it. And yeah, <laughs> I'll be having a few drinks, uh, staying home, watching New Japan because. Uh, my home state is still in, in lockdown. So there's not much I can do for my birthday. But, uh, you know, there's New Japan. And then I think the next day or the day after, I'm getting uh, another treat of the new Bill and Ted movie. So, hey, yeah. there's, some, there's some shit to look forward to. <clears throat> Finally. Well, you know, we uh, we got through all the stuff. And the last thing that we usually do is go over the uh, match recommends for the previous week and give our new ones. Uh, Luke, what was your match recommendation from last week? Yeah, let me do mine first because I thought the match sucked. Uh, and 
I was surprised because uh, I like both men in the ring. And actually, I wouldn't say anything bad against Masato Tanaka, but uh, this is an eight minutes, 44 second long match. That's including entrances, or at least one entrance. For some reason, they don't play any of Masato Tanaka's music, so maybe they don't have the rights to it, so they just cut his entrance out and shit. But it's it's a really short match, and maybe that because it was a short match, maybe Shelton thought, oh well, I'm I'm just going to job out in eight minutes. Uh, don't need to hit high gears or anything like that, which is really dumb in my opinion because this is a fucking Wrestle Kingdom match, and I don't care if you've got fucking four minutes or forty. You're on Wrestle Kingdom, damn it. Like, that's the biggest show of the year. Poof, put your head out of your ass. So he was just, he was fine, but he, it, the match is okay. Uh, but this is for the fucking Never title. Where's all the Never shit? There's even cheating. Did not like it. Uh, it did not feel never, never as fuck. I chose a dud, but I did want to continue with Masato Tanaka's reign as Never champion. Uh, I have a f- strong feeling that his next mat, the next match that uh, I have chosen for next week, will be infinitely better than this one because I thought it was uh, supremely disappointing and short and barely any strikes or anything like that. There was nothing anywhere near as cool as Tanaka breaking his arm and then beating someone up with it, anything like that. Maybe they took it easy because his arm was still fucked or something. I don't know. The match was kind of average. What do you think, Mr. Andy? Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, you know, it was clear that, you know, to both of us watching this, we both had the same thought that, you know, Sheldon Benjamin knows he's going to lose and he doesn't care about this match because, I mean, it was it's not much to it. There was a couple kind of cool things. If you look at, you know, if you guys are out there and you want to, know what this stuff is but you don't have new japan world go to our twitter at new or at uh, never open pod I, i'm posting videos of this stuff every week as we watch it and so um there's some fun stuff that happens in the match that's but it's like five seconds of the match is good and it's like an eight minute match like you said so it, it, you know there's nothing really to talk about it's just kind of a shame and it was really disappointing yeah um there's not even like blow exchanges and things like that that you associate with a, a never match. This just felt like a normal match, but short. Um, I know, I know, Shelton is known for being more of a pure wrestler than he is, say, some kind of badass striker and stuff. But I've seen him pull out some kicks and chops and punches and shit. He can, he can hang. He's a big guy too, so there's no reason why. He, yeah, um, he was just like that, that's the thing though. Like even if you've got a limited time at WrestleMania, you want to try your best to stand out because it's fucking WrestleMania, right? And it's the same thing with Wrestle Kingdom, their biggest show of the year. And you want to, all right, I'm, I'm jobbing out in eight minutes, but hey, hey, Masada, Masada, can, how about we do this awesome, cool, crazy spot? And then, um, I don't know, you hit your finisher on me and kick my ass and then it's over. Something like that. It didn't, yeah. All right, let, let's go to your match because uh, it was infinitely better. Well, my match this week was uh, from, let's see here, from April 9th, 2017. This is right in the middle of the feud between Kushida and Hiromu Takahashi. And this match is a junior heavyweight championship match. And uh, at the time, uh, Kushida was the champion. And this match surprised everybody. There's two big things that happen in this match that are huge shocks. One is during Takahashi's entrance, Fucking Kushida just jumps off the top rope and attacks him like out of nowhere. And I remember watching this live and just being like, you know, okay, I love this entrance. All right. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Cause he just starts flying through the air and attacking his opponent. And then he just gets the shit kicked out of him and it's over. What, what'd you think of this Luke? This is crazy, right? Uh, I thought Hiromi was the champ. Well, he won. Uh, I, he ended up with the belt. I thought that he had, that was when he won the belt. Ah, well, either way, uh, 
there's a lot long video package, you know, because they've having a feud, they're setting all this up. You know, you've got uh, Ricochet who even comes out with. Does he just come out at the end, or does he come out with uh, um, Kushida? He comes out at the end. The challenge. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like this match. Kushida tries to fuck Hiromu up right before the bell. Even gets him into you know that uh, arm lock early, and then uh, Hiromu gets out of that, and then just proceeds to kick his fucking ass in minutes, and then hits the time bomb. Bang! Under five minutes. Hiromu Takahashi just destroys Kushida, and you're just like, what? Because you, you see that match on paper, and you're like, oh, we'll strap in for about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, because these two are just going to go. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a complete rout by Hiromu Takahashi against uh, Kushida. The crowd goes nuts, because they can't believe it either. And then uh, uh, the King Ricochet challenges after the match um which i also think takahashi wins because i don't know if ricochet was was he super junior champion i can't remember but i know he wasn't in 2017 no i watched that match too it's pretty good you know it i i really like this one though as far as the kushida harumu match because this was part of you know last week we had talked about some of the faction stuff when we talked about how dominant lij was at a certain time uh, period in time and hiromu was extremely dominant and this is a big part of that where he begins his dominant streak here where this is where he's really the guy and and they pulled the trigger on him and and in a way where he beats the hulk hogan of the juniors you know what i mean and in a way that's decisive quick and dominating and that's one way to take a guy like Kushida, who's done everything, and there's nothing else he can do except put other guys over. This is like yeah. when I compl- when I complain about uh, Undertaker, for example, coming back to win a match. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why is he winning? What is the point of that? You know. And so this is a great example of using an older guy. You know, even though Kushida wasn't old, but he was old in wrestling at this point to put a young guy over and make him an established threat immediately. It's outstanding. Yeah, uh, it's, it's probably one of the biggest surprise prizes for me. It's I get like it's a totally different match, but I can I get vibes of Brock versus John Cena. You know that match? Yes, suplex, yeah, sure. suplex, suplex, suplex. No offense by John Cena at I all. Love that match. Pin done, and we're out of here. Uh, this match is a lot shorter, but it's it effectively is the same thing. Kushida tries to smash him before the bell. Only to have it turned around on him and get his ass kicked really quick. Time bomb, one, two, three, bang. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, it's really exciting. Highly recommend it. Uh, what's going on for next week, Luke? What do you got? All right. I'm continuing the Masato Tanaka journey. Now, his reign is the very first never open weight champion. This match is going to be fucking awesome. Touch wood, cross your fingers, all that kind of stuff. It's Masato <laughs> Tanaka. Versus Tomohiro Ishii. This is from February 3rd in 2013 at uh, Korokan Hall. So uh, Masato Tanaka versus Ishii for the Never title. Hell yeah. That'll be never as fuck. I mean, I, I'm i really looking forward to seeing that. I've never seen that match. So uh, that'll be great. Um, my match this week is I'm going way back uh, because there is a lot of stuff on New Japan World that you don't even think about. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I wonder how many Andre the Giant matches are on New Japan World. And there's quite a few. And I went back and found one in particular. It was very interesting. Um, it's actually at Madison Square Garden, and it's the second Madison Square Garden series Andre the Giant versus Stan Hansen in 1979 on May 18th. Um, the before the G1, there was always a, a, like a heavyweight tournament in New Japan. It was first it was called World League, then it was called mm-hmm. the MS, MSG series, and then eventually the G1. So this is like the second you know, kind of MSG version of the G1. And this is Stan Hansen before he's in all Japan, before he's the Lariat, you know, and you get to see some awesome stuff. Uh, uh, classy Freddie Blassie's with them. Um, if you go to our, our Twitter, you'll see uh, I put up several videos from this match already that are really fun. 
it's it's an interesting match for the simple fact. Watch Andre move. Just watch him move. He can move. It's crazy because when you see someone that big moving like that, it's very scary, and you get to get the idea of like why he was such a phenomenon. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. That will, yeah. might be one of the earliest wrestling matches I've ever watched. Like, oh really? Wow. Ever. <laughs> Ever. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, <clears throat> something really out of my wheelhouse. I'm, I'll be uh, I'll be interested to check it out. Well, yeah. it's got Kevin Kelly's uh, does the the um, um, oh, really? He's got some yeah, it's, retro yeah, so, commentary on that. Yeah, so right. you'll enjoy it. It'll it'll bring into a little bit. It's not very long, you know, but it's it's a fun match and it's just two gigantic dudes and somebody that makes Stan Hansen look small. It's just crazy because you know, he's gigantic. So uh, it's a fun match, though. You guys, you, you know, hopefully folks will enjoy it. But uh, I don't know, Luke, what, what else we got going on? Anything else? Uh, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so, too. I, I don't have anything to add to you. No, I don't no. think so. Uh, I mean... I don't even have a segue this week, though, for the for our ending. But but I did learn some Japanese this week, so I'm going to throw that in here at the end. All right, we'll, we'll throw it in, and then we're at the end. Well, I know, but you say your thing, then I say mine. That's oh, how right, it goes, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ingato, we trust. Origato gozaimasu. 